0: hello and welcome to a and e podcast uh i'm technically a
1: I'm not technically, I am actually E. (laughs)
0: We are Aaron and Aaron Same name, spelled differently Um, And uh, we do a podcast about anything and everything Each episode, we each bring a topic to discuss at the table uh, And we do a little presentation on the topic And then we make the other person play a game that can be worth up to 10 points At the end of the show, whichever player has the most points wins uh, And uh, winning is not really worth anything It's all just a gag to hold the show together uh, but it seems to work for us. So we enjoy it. Uh, I don't know about you, but if you're listening to this episode, you probably listen for a little while, maybe. So, uh, you might be in for a treat this time. I'm pretty proud of my topic, but we will get to that. We, as always, we start the show, um, with, uh, just, uh, catching up. Our first segment is how are you doing? What's going on? What's, what's the haps? What's new? What's, what's banging? uh anything new or different in your life aaron that you're willing to discuss uh then throw out into the vast sea that is the internet
1: i mean my co-host did just use the word banging so <laughs> there's that um, yeah no i, I did was, i did i binged a uh, peacemaker i'm not
0: sorry i'm not sorry you're not sorry no nope, okay. i'm not i am not sorry I, I think I should watch Peacemaker, but at the same time, Stevie tells me I should avoid it because it's gory.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely like fighting and and blood, and a, mm. I think we do see like a couple shots to the head, but it's not like slasher flick gory. Yeah, it's like action film gory.
0: Yeah, I can usually handle action film gory. Like I, I I love Die Hard, you know, all the classics
1: so i mean i think it's probably okay
0: yeah probably be fine uh
1: but i i I really liked it and i have long been a fan of uh first suicide squad i liked Mm -hmm. the characters not the not the plot the plot was very thin Mm -hmm. and kind of dumb but i thought that uh robbie is just a delight and then i saw the suicide squad when they reimagined it Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite moments in the whole film was at the beginning they arrive and and the peacemaker says something like i don't he's talking about how much he loves peace and he's like i don't care if they said i had to suck it i had to suck dicks for freedom and this whole beach was filled with nothing but dicks i'd suck every dick on this beach to save (laughs) the earth or whatever and i was like I'm into this character like it's he's so ridiculous and so then watching the actual peacemaker uh series i was like oh this is this is all i've ever wanted <laughs> So uh
0: yeah i uh, i've seen only bits and snippets um they, the internet is a big fan of peacemaker so um i am on board uh i i would like to check it out even though i have not so much an interest in uh, comic book movies and stuff anymore, but Peacemaker definitely sounds like it would be something I'd enjoy. Uh, so I'll have to check that out. Um, but yeah, um, let's see, as far as for me, um, uh, I got my first uh, kind of, I want to say kind of slow week. Um because I the only thing I really had to prepare for other than this podcast was my other podcast, which is um, the hundredth episode recording is approaching uh, rapidly. Uh, we have secured a venue. ooh um, so we have a place to do it. Um, and surprisingly, it's free uh which was extremely nice of the uh, the venue's owner to to do that for us. Um so we are actually going to have uh, an event room uh and we're going to have like a small audience of maybe 40 people. Uh and like a like a little not so much of a stage. A stage would be nice because it would elevate us a little bit, make us easier to see from people in the back, but um We're just going to put ourselves at the head of the room, have a giant TV there uh, to play the videos on screen, and then we're just going to do the show live in front of everybody. And uh, everybody involved is inviting like five people. Just you know, because so, I, I don't want to make it a public event. Uh, nobody knows who we are anyway. But <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm super excited. But it, it's a lot of logistics. Like we need to figure a lot of things out. Like how are we going to record? We have to we have to uh, pay attention to the acoustics of the room, which are terrible. So we're bringing. Like, uh, we're going to get some cheap blankets from thrift stores and hang them on the walls and stuff and try and, try and dampen the echoes a bit. Um, and it's going to be this great big, this great big thing on the day. And I'm sure I'm going to be exhausted, but I'm also pretty sure that it's going to be fucking worth it. Uh, we have an outstanding show, uh, planned that I'm so excited about. Uh, I can't wait to do it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what's going on. That's, that's what's been going on the past week was getting, getting all those ducks in a row. (sighs) But, uh, they are finally in a row. And, uh, and in like, I think two weeks from now is when we actually do the, do the show and do the shoot. And it's just, I'm, I'm so excited. (laughs) I know I don't sound like it because I sound like I just woke up because I kind of did. But, I'm stupid excited about this. So really looking forward to it. And that's what's going on with me.
1: Um, if I had time, I'd get one of those like face or like body pillows of me made just so that I could be there. And I'd it to you and be like, take me with you to the live show. It'll be funny. Everyone will laugh.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. if We just hang you over the. Over the stage somewhere, <laughs> just, just, yes. just just there. Sad little
1: fat cherub, <laughs> just like hanging.
0: Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, any chance we got any uh, emails or voicemails that you're aware of?
1: Probably not. No. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to be more present on our twitter i think i'm not necessarily uh engaging enough people i so. mean
0: you're you're already doing a lot um yeah uh i was going to say maybe you should let me do that but we can work that out after the show
1: uh yeah i'm look hey you want to help but yeah
0: yeah a, a more a more a more prolific presence on twitter probably wouldn't hurt um,
1: you're you're uh, like twitter royalty and i'm like oh <laughs> i have to type words and send them that's hard yeah yeah
0: me with my me with like 250 followers um wait most, do I have, which,
1: wait do i have more followers than you
0: you am, probably do am
1: i more popular
0: you probably are that's bizarre yeah you are you 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 really are You've got, Holy you get, shit! Fuck. Got a couple hundred more followers than I do. I and don't
1: even have any friends you right now. Like
0: you follow like four hundred more people than I do.
1: Holy shit,
0: boss! Because so no offense, Twitter, I, I don't really give a shit about you. Um <laughs> Ooh. But I am a bit more active on it, so i I don't know if that means maybe I'm shit at Twitter and you're actually better at it because you're not
1: there. <laughs> I'm so curious now because like none of those people are like I mean some of them are my friends, but genuinely, I don't have you know four hundred and sixty eight <laughs> active friends right now or whatever like, that
0: i genuinely the only way to win social media is not to play like that's 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 oh, the golden rule sweet yeah. than I am. Yeah. Winning. You are you are winning in every sense of the word. You are not on Twitter and and you have more followers. I'm. What was that
1: like? Twenty ten? Charlie Sheen? Or when was this whole Tiger Blood winning phase? That's me right now. (laughs) Winning. I stand by that song. By the way, he and Snoop released a fucking track (laughs) called Winning. I'll to find that and like. I'll post a link on Twitter for everyone. Oh my God. Uh, it is phenomenal. I paid cash money. <laughs> I paid $1.29 <laughs> or whatever on iTunes for that song and I stand by it.
0: That is delightful. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's been long enough, but it feels like it's been a good 15 minutes or so. You want to take our first break? Get into our topics? Because that's what I'm really excited about. Yeah, let's let's do it. All right. So you're up first. Uh, So do you want to drop maybe a tiny hint about what your topic might involve?
1: I don't typically drop hints, right? But I'm going to say you
0: don't you don't have to if you don't want to. I like to drop a little hint before the break before my topic. But that's that's just for to try and wet people's appetite a little bit.
1: Well, uh, today, though, I will. I'm going to say Walt sent me.
0: Ooh. And with that, we're going to go to break. See you after the break. Hey, I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are BFYTW, a podcast all about playing games and having fun. Our games are usually based on British panel shows and game shows, but we'll play anything that captures our attention and imagination. Why? It's right there in the title. You'll never guess what the F stands for. Welcome back. Uh, Part two of our podcast is always the first of our two topics. Aaron is going first this week. Aaron, what do you got for us?
1: Well, I'm going to take you on a little narrative here first. Okay, go ahead. So it was June of 1988, a beautiful Mm -hmm. day in San Diego, and a man and his daughter were having Daddy Daughter Day. Mm
0: -hmm. That little
1: girl was me. And that movie we saw was one of my favorite films of all time. Oh, Roger Rabbit.
0: It. Yes!
1: <laughs> Young Aaron thought the movie was funny and very cool. Teenage through early twenties, something Aaron thought that Jessica Rabbit was life. And now, as an adult, I love it. It is a go-to, don't-know-what-to-watch film because of all the subtle nuances and comedic brilliance that floats throughout the film's narrative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Obviously... I love the film, but maybe people haven't seen it or they don't know what it's about. So here is a very, very brief synopsis or brief, if I could speak. <laughs> so Roger Rabbit is a tale uh, is a 1940s crime drama where a borderline alcoholic detective and a cartoon rabbit accused of murder run around town, avoiding Judge Doom and trying to solve a crime. Oh, and a tune killed daddy's brother. Okay so that's basically the plot and there are a lot of really rich cameos and beautiful things but i thought instead of delving into just talking about the plot of the film let's talk about some of the fun facts and things that people may not know about roger rabbit so when roger rabbit was released in 1988 it was the most expensive film to make of all time it cost 70 million dollars to create the film to both film and then animate All of the cartoon friends onto the screen it held that record until july of 1991 when t2 judgment day was released and that had cost a hundred million and knocked them out of that top slot that's Hmm. that's pretty insane for a a disney amblin film basically about cartoons to hold that title for quite so long yeah Another thing people may not know, Kathleen Turner's name doesn't appear at all in the credits. Really? I don't know why. And with us only just doing a brief period each to talk about things before our game, I didn't want to elaborate any more time on this. But just know that one of the main characters isn't in the credits. Yeah. Wow. So, and then... Speaking of main characters, many of the main characters in the film were not the first or even second choice for the part. Christopher Lloyd, Bob Hoskins, and others were among the third and fourth pick for the characters that they portrayed. Speaking of Christopher Lloyd, we mm. all love him. It's mm. goddamn Doc Brown. He's a mm. gem. Absolutely. He's a talented.
0: Doc Brown, he's Professor Plum.
1: Yeah. Oh god, I love Clue. He oh. is a talented talented on-screen and off-screen presence. Absolutely. And in this movie, he is the stuff of fucking nightmares. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Did you yeah. know Can
0: I can I tell a this short oh. story? Like yeah. uh, I saw this movie in the theater as well. Um but I was with my brother and we were alone. Like our, our our parents just sent us to the movie theater by ourselves. I don't remember how or why, um, but uh, we, we, I was, I think, I think 10, no, no. In 1988, I would have been eight years old. My brother would have been six. So, <laughs> so we, we were at this movie theater alone and like, it's a great movie. We're having fun. You know, there's silly tune stuff. There's all sorts of fun stuff. And then the ending. <laughs> when they're when Christopher Lloyd turns into an evil tune. Uh, let me tell you, I had nightmares about that. <laughs> I kill your brother. <laughs> I talked like this. Like, oh, God. Oh. Nightmares. Actual nightmares. But as an adult, I enjoy the hell out of it that much more because they didn't shy away from that. Like they could have made it like incomparably silly and instead they just made it really terrifying which just made it that much better
1: it was it was frightening and i don't remember uh you know it traumatizing me quite the way but i had also seen like nightmare on elm street on like one of the like late night saturday like watch this movie that's not so new anymore so like i had some scarier things that probably knocked that out i'm sure it was terrifying at the time but lloyd actually worked really hard to be terrif- terrifying, because he never blinks while on screen. <gasps> Judge Doom never blinks through the entire film on purpose to oh make him God. extra intense. Wow.
0: I, I, Christopher Lloyd is just a legend. He's so good. Who, who would think of that? Who, who, who would think to be like, oh, you know what? I should purposefully never blink when I'm on camera.
1: (laughs) I mean, oh my God. Wow. It's, it is terrifying. He's, he's a legend. Honest to God. I believe it was him and the director that came up with that. Like they were talking about ways to make him more Mm. intense, Mm. but I think it's, Not just intense, but frightening, because now
0: now I have to watch it again just so I can see, just so I can pay attention to when he's on screen and just, just like mindlessly try and see if try and catch him winking or something. But I mean, I'm sure I won't be able to. I'm positive.
1: Well, that's funny you should say that. When we get to the game later, I want to talk about watching it to look for stuff. But if you do end up watching it again, which I recommend. Please keep an eye out, because there are more than 140 recognizable cartoon characters from the golden age of Hollywood in the film. In fact, it's the only film where you will ever see Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny sharing screen time together. And they really did share, because in the contract, it was required that they had identical amounts of screen time. Mm -hmm. So anytime Bugs or Mickey appear in the film, the other one is there with them. Mm-hmm. A few notable characters were supposed to be in the film, but were unavailable. Una- oh my God, I can't <clears throat> talk. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but were unavailable due to scheduling conflicts. Among them were Tom and Jerry, Popeye, Casper the Friendly Ghost, and believe it or not, Superman. They were all <laughs> slotted to be in the film. Oh my god. But it just didn't happen. They didn't uh. they weren't able to acquire the rights or I don't know. It fell through. In addition to the notable characters that we already knew and love, the character of Roger was portrayed by the voice actor Charles Fleischer. Now, Ooh. Fleischer was so devoted devoted to the role. He literally wore a Roger Rabbit costume to do the voice. He felt like it helped him deliver the lines and character to be dressed like Roger Rabbit, which Sounds weird, but I guess you do whatever. He also um, claimed what
0: I, I was just sorry. I was just going to interrupt. Um, honestly, speaking as someone who used to act, being in costume really does help. Like you, you feel more like the person you're trying to portray, especially if it's something you would never wear in real life. Like, you just kind of, it, it really does help. Um, having said that, for him to show up on set wearing that uh, is, is a step beyond. I think I saw that in some sort of behind-the-scenes thing.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, and I agree. I've done a bunch of theater too. And and that first rehearsal, the first dress rehearsal where you like step into the costume. And I mean, let's face it, that's why like on Broadway and stuff and or even just local theater, they have rehearsal skirts if you're doing like seven brides for seven brothers. So you feel the dance in your skirt and you know how to, you know, be the character. And I totally get that. But showing up in a rabbit suit is very strange. And we're not the only (laughs) ones who think that because initially, Fleischer thought that it would help Bob Hoskins immerse within the world with the fictitious rabbit as well. But initially, Hoskins thought he was completely out of his mind. Though eventually he did warm to the idea of Fleischer dressed as the rabbit. All right, so let's talk about the dip. The dip actually has itself sort of rooted in some sort of science anyway it's not just a plot device the ingredients of dip they say are turpentine benzene and acetone these are Mm -hmm. all paint thinners and they would have used these chemicals to erase animation cells to reuse them so in Mm -hmm. other words quite literally this was the stuff to erase cartoon characters from existence yeah did you know bart simpson is in the film yeah I I,
0: I seen the doesn't he show up like at the very end? One of the characters who shows up when when the like Toontown comes out of the out of the out of the woodworks to see the 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 will or whatever.
1: No, but I tricked you. Bart Simpson. <laughs> Bart Simpson wouldn't rise to fame until one year later. But- well, that would explain it. Nancy Cartwright plays the adorable tiny clown shoe that Judge Doom puts in the bucket of dip. Oh, that poor shoe. So the little (laughs) whimpers and and cute noises coming out of that were none other than Bart Simpson themselves, Nancy Cartwright. Sorry, I didn't mean to trick you with that. That feels Uh, wrong.
0: That was like the saddest part of the movie, like that, that shoe did nothing wrong.
1: I, I I'm 41, and I feel bad for the shoe when I watch it's, it's, it's it. Honestly, it's hard to watch.
0: It's it's hard to watch.
1: It's it's honestly very hard to watch. So <laughs> my teaser before we came into this, and then we'll we'll get into the game. I kept it kind of brief because I want people to go watch it. I don't want to over explain it.
0: Right.
1: Uh, so a couple couple additional fun facts from the world of Aaron. So. The Walt sent me. That quote is the catchphrase or the phrase that you have to use to get into the ink and paint club. Yep. And that was a huge deal with Disney cast members when I worked there. Like we always had like cast exclusive or or cast members would make on their own stuff that said Walt sent me. And it was just like our own little thing. Um, in fact, my dad... Has something? He worked there for one year as an experiment to see if it was as fun as I said it was to work there. And my dad even has Walt sent me merchandise. It was just <laughs> a thing that you wanted as a cast member. Mm. And then when I when you leave Disney, if you've been there at least five years and the people like you, they go to the sign shop and they make you a sign. And they asked me what character I wanted, and I said, "Oh, I'd, I want Jessica Rabbit." And they said, Oh well, we don't really do that. Well they did it for me. So I'll have to I'll have to show that at some point. I kept it because it was made oh, by an because, official
0: because of course you kept it. <laughs> well it was made I kept it. It's yeah. made
1: by Disney Sign Shop. So it's got the like Disney artist good luck painted mm-hmm. on it's it's beautiful. And um maybe I'll I'll post it picture of it on our on our Twitter. Yeah, that's a good idea. But so in preparation for this, I thought, you know, what, I'll just watch it again. And so I watched mm. through it the other night and I love the scene where like uh, Dumbo's there and, and, and uh, Maroon says, he works for peanuts. And I mean, there's so many clever little <sighs> sight gags and jokes and things in there. Um, mm. But I will tell you, I tried to watch and make a list of the order the cartoon characters appear. And I was going to make you tell me the first 10 characters you see in the movie.
0: Oh, dear God. (laughs)
1: And and I restarted and restarted and I kept getting so sucked into the plot of a film. Mm -hmm. I love so much that I kept Mm -hmm. forgetting to like write the names. (laughs) (laughs) So instead, okay. In honor of um, you having me guest participate in the list, Mm. I have created a list of the most notable or most famous characters that were in the film. Now, you may get some that weren't in the film or that were in the film that aren't on this list, but I isolated to Disney because I think that's going to make it more successful for you than trying to dig through. The back catalog, which unfortunately will knock out for you, and I apologize, Betty Boop, but. (laughs) uh, I have a list here of gosh, I have 20 things here. So of this list of 20 things, I need you to give me 10, one point for each for your game. Okay. 10 Disney characters you see in Roger Rabbit?
0: Mm, okay. Well, um, I think I will start with the obvious, uh, Mickey Mouse. Okay. He was an easy one. Uh, now, which one was Disney? Uh, I'll go with Donald Duck. Okay. <clears throat> the dueling piano scene is one of my favorite. So good. One, one of my favorite interludes in uh <clears throat> um. Let's see. Um. I think doesn't Goofy show up at some point? He
1: he does, and I will say a lot of these are going to be from the end part when mm. the uh the wall breaks down. The Dip thing drives off into right. Which, by the way, where does that go? Is there like a hole in Toontown? By the way, uh, apparently, or at least there is now. Um Okay, so yeah, so you have Donald, you have Mickey, you have goofies mm-hmm. you have three points right now.
0: Yep. Um, well if I'm I'm pretty sure she shows up in the end. I'm gonna say Minnie Mouse. Okay, that's correct as well. Yay, okay. Um uh well if if Donald shows up then maybe Daisy's there. Okay. Is That's that correct? correct? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy. Um, if Goofy's there, is Pluto there?
1: Uh, Pluto is there. I'm not sure why. Do you mean because they're both dogs, or I just didn't understand your logic? But yes, Pluto's oh, there. I thought Pluto was Goofy's dog. Pluto is Mickey and Mickey's dog. Oh, I, I apologize. I don't know where I got that idea. Mickey has a dog, Pluto. Minnie has a cat named. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Thanks for not giving me a, a hand here.
1: She's not the cat, <clears throat> Minnie's cat's not in it. That's gotcha. I don't gotcha, I don't gotcha. know her
0: name. Um, uh, from here on out, it's going to get really hard. <laughs> cause I'm running out of Disney characters off the top of my head. Um, uh, I'll go with, um, is the Scrooge McDuck show up? Silence.
1: No. Ah, uh,
0: I mean, I yeah, I would have noticed if Scrooge McDuck had shown up. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of out of ideas. Can I, can I play it like the list and walk away while it's still got, Six uh, points. My my free mistake is gone. Uh, so now I'm endangering losing my six points.
1: <sighs> um,
0: yeah, I, I can't come up with anybody else. All right, uh, I'm I'm gonna stop there. I'll stop at six. I'm happy with that.
1: Okay. Do you want to know what the other char- the other like really well known characters were? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So the three little pigs. Show up at the end, along with, oh, God. Along with yeah. a b- big bad wolf. Oh yeah, Chip and Dale are both present. Oh, damn it! <laughs> oh
0: man, I just assumed because Ducktales wasn't there that Chip and Dale wouldn't be there, but uh,
1: I'm going in alphabetical order. But trust me, <clears throat> you're gonna hate yourself even even more in a little bit. Oh, uh, no. Clara Bell Cow. Okay. Uh, she's like an old-timey Disney thing. I wasn't sure if yeah, you would know her. I
0: think I know who that is. Huey, Dewey, outside.
1: and Louie. Oh. Now, now, they're not in that final scene. They appear on one of the newspapers that's read during the film on the cover of the newspaper in a in an image. Uh,
0: see, again, I went by Ducktales logic. If Scrooge wasn't there, they weren't going to be there. So I didn't even. Oh well.
1: Okay. Jose Carioca is a Carioca is there uh who's one of the Tres Caballeros.
0: Who is that?
1: He's the Jose is from the like the Tiki Room bird that becomes part of the three the or the Oh,
0: like like one of those like ravens. The no, there's no. those
1: uh, Donald does the basically Donald does Three Amigos but like a bird version before Three Amigos was a thing. Um I I don't I'm, okay. I'm just. I'm not making the connection in my brain somewhere. It's okay. So. We'll move along. It's fine. Oswald Uh-oh. the Lucky Rabbit makes an appearance.
0: <laughs> now there's a name I haven't heard in a long time.
1: Dopey. <coughs> Dopey uh,
0: from from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yep. Oh, good. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah.
1: The next one I literally gave you when I went over the topic of the movie Dumbo.
0: Oh, I assumed you'd exclude him because you mentioned him. Um, whatever. Bambi? Bambi, okay.
1: The brooms from Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> I
0: don't know, I just assumed because they were objects they wouldn't, but it, it, that makes sense, I guess.
1: Snow White. Snow White actually shows up herself, oh my god. Tinkerbell. Bell. Oh yeah, at the very end!
0: Oh, damn it.
1: And the Evil Queen in Wicked Witch Disguise. Now, I will say Snow White and the Evil Queen are actually featured in a scene where Eddie and uh, Roger are in Toontown. And Snow White is helping the elderly uh, beggar woman version of the Wicked Queen across the street.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's more of a like a background cameo kind of thing.
1: Yeah, the cameos literally scatter throughout. I mean, I didn't yeah. even there. I could have gone on and on. The hippo yeah. from Fantasia's in uh, one of the yeah. backlot scenes, like stretching and like moving around in a little tutu. So there's there's quite a few notable that's ones. That's crazy. But, yeah,
0: that's crazy. Well, I'm I'm just happy to have gotten six, to be honest. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, thank you, Aaron, very much for a brilliant topic. I love who framed Roger Rabbit, and I'm going to have to watch it again now, but that's perfectly awesome and all right by me. Um, so, yeah, well done. Well done. Um, we'll see if you can beat six points in my game on my topic. Now, um, my topic is uh, something of a joke, Oh, but uh, uh, we'll get to that. See you after the break.
1: Hey, Bridget. Hey, Aaron. You know what time it is. No, what time is it? It's Bicoastal Biatches time. Finally, we so need to catch up. Join the Bitch Brigade and listen to Bicoastal Biatches. Where can they find us? iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: Hey, welcome back. It's time for part three of our podcast, which means it's the second topic of the show. And that means it is my turn. So, Aaron, as I've been increasingly uh, wanting to do at the start of my topic, so I'm going to start by asking you a question. Okay. Are you at all fond of practical jokes? Yes. Yes, you are. okay. Now, for me, practical jokes uh, is a term I've never understood. For a joke to be practical, I would think it would have to perform some kind of positive function. But whenever I hear about or see practical jokes, they just seem to make people scream or make them incredibly uncomfortable or both. Uh, and it, it usually does result in hilarity in the end. But uh, but I, I'd like you to imagine a person who loved practical jokes – So much that they would do just about anything. And then imagine that person actually had the power to do just about anything. Like, that person is the ruler of an empire. Actually, you don't have to imagine. He actually existed, and his name is Elagabalus. He might also have the most fun name to say of all time. Elagabalus. Uh, Elagabalus was born in 203 or 204. We're not sure, as records keeping, unfortunately for him, was invented in 205. Just missed it. His full birth name was, probably, Sextus Varius Avitus Bassianus. And as we continue this, I think you'll agree the anus in his name is highly appropriate. His father was an equestrian and a senator, but more interestingly, his mother was cousin to Emperor Caracalla. And there were rumors that Elagabalus was actually the emperor's child, and his mother would start publicly supporting that rumor. So you might understand why his sense of humor became fucked up. His family was perfect for Jerry Springer 1800 years before Jerry Springer was a thing. So, the newly crowned Emperor Macrinus, with old Emperor Caracalla being assassinated, decided the safe thing to do was to exile Caracalla's family. So, Elagabalus' grandmother and mother started seriously spreading the rumor that Elagabalus was Caracalla's rightful heir. And likely because Emperor Macrinus was treating the soldiers worse than Caracalla did, this actually gained traction among the 3rd Legion. In fact, one prefect tried to stop it by attacking the 3rd Legion, but his own soldiers killed their officers and joined Elagabalus instead. Macrinus declared war on Elagabalus, and Elagabalus responded by sending a messenger to present Macrinus with the severed head of the prefect who tried to attack them. The second legion joined Elagabalus at this point, and Macrinus was swiftly defeated in the battle of Antioch and executed. Elagabalus sent letters to the Senate declaring himself emperor and granting the senators amnesty. So they shrugged their shoulders and acknowledged him as emperor. Mind you, Elagabalus was 15 years old at this time, Uh, but he still loved his grandma and mother. They became the first women allowed into the Senate and both received senatorial titles. Elagabalus was pretty woke for, uh, well, at this point, 2018. Elagabalus's sexuality is unclear, but I think it's safe to say he was on the bisexual spectrum, He married women five times, but he also reportedly called himself the mistress, wife, and queen of an ex-slave and chariot driver named Heracles. He would wear makeup and wigs and wanted to be called a lady instead of a lord, and as such, I will now use the correct pronouns, and supposedly offered huge amounts of money to any physician who could provide her with a vagina. Some writers see her as an early transgender figure and one of the first on record to seek sex reassignment surgery. And now to my favorite thing about her. As I hinted before, Lagabalus is possibly the greatest prankster of all time. It appears the cause of this may just be simple boredom. She started throwing these massive feasts, and during at least one of them, She filled a reversible ceiling above a banquet hall with flowers and then had them dumped onto the diners below, and some of them smothered to death. It is to this day the only known death by potpourri. As I said, she was particularly fond of having people over for dinner, and while they ate, she'd have her slaves let loose into the room lions, tigers, and or bears, without telling anyone that they'd been defanged and declawed and were perfectly safe. Well, perhaps not perfectly safe, some people died of fright. She also enjoyed letting those people into people's bedrooms while they were sleeping. She may have also been the inventor of the whoopee cushion, uh, as written in Historia Augusta, she would place, quote, a semicircular group on the ground instead of on couches with the purpose of having air pillows loosened by slaves who stood at the feet of the guests and the air thus let out. Perhaps the cruelest prank of all, she also really enjoyed inviting poor people to dinner and giving them paintings of food. It's important to remember that she was a teenager during all this, because her pranks and her behavior started rubbing people the wrong way. And in 222, at just 18 or 19, the Praetorian Guard sided with her cousin Alexander instead of Lagabalus, and as they went to kill her, her mother refused to leave her side, and they decapitated them both and threw their bodies into the Tiber River. And so ends the tale of a a young girl thrown into a life she didn't ask for, and when she started expressing herself and living the life she wanted to live, that life was forcibly taken from her far too soon. And her legacy stands as the perfect example of what all too often happens to transgender people even now, though admittedly she had taken her practical jokes a bit too far. To honor her memory... Uh, my game is going to be about some other great historical practical jokes. I'm going to give you the setup to five great pranks and hoaxes from history. All you have to do is tell me how the joke ended. Because of the difficulty, I will give you two the full two points, even if you're just in the same ballpark. If you're if you're just close enough, I will give you the full two points, and I'll give you a single point. If your answer is way off, but I think it's a better prank than the real thing.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Okay. Number one. Thomas Betson, a prankster monk in the 1400s, hollowed out an apple and trapped a beetle inside it. What did he do next?
1: He put it back in the fruit basket or like wherever they were serving the fruit to people to eat.
0: Um, I don't think I can give that one to you. That's okay. Uh, he used the apple to convince his fellow monks that the mysteriously rocking apple was possessed <laughs> uh in, number two, in eighteen thirty five, moon fever gripped the nation when the great moon hoax was pe- perpetrated by the New York Sun, who printed an article claiming what?
1: The moon was made of cheese.
0: I am going to give you a point for that. Uh, it's not close to the right answer, uh, but it is it, it is the kind of thing that that would have uh, would have been a, a hoax along the same line. So I'm going to give you a point. Um, they had printed that astronomers had discovered life on the moon oh. uh, in 1835, and this caused hysteria. Uh, But it was all just a big old hoax. Uh, Number three. England got down on news hoaxes by putting out a documentary in 1957 called The Swiss Spaghetti Harvest, which featured farmers pulling spaghetti strands from what? Craters? That's an interesting choice. (laughs)
1: <laughs> on the moon, like pulling them
0: out of the. <laughs> they went to the moon and pulled out. Uh, it, it's it's so wacky. I I kind of want to give you a point for that. I will no, give, you a- that. Oh, okay. I, I give you a point for that. I am going to give you a point for that because craters like not really a thing you'd find on farms. No, the answer was uh, trees. They, they literally published a documentary and had farmers pulling spaghetti out of trees and people were literally writing the newspaper going, where can I get a spaghetti tree? <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's move on. Uh, number four in 1959, prankster Alan Abel created a campaign calling for animals to wear clothing. Called the Society for Indecency to Naked Animals. They got 50,000 signatures on a petition. Walter Cronkite was fooled. And a spokesperson even appeared on the Today Show to promote their catchy slogan, which is what? Pants for poodles. <laughs> i'm giving you a point for that um it's, it's not quite right um if you'd gotten the animal or even some of the words i would have given you two points for it but it's uh their 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 slogan was a nude horse is a rude horse <laughs> <laughs> uh just you can just see it on um bumper stickers or could you it was 1959 did they even have bumper stickers back then i don't know in any event Number five, in 1962, a broadcasting technician for Sweden's only television station tells viewers that thanks to new technology, if they want to watch previously black and white only broadcasts in color, they merely need to do what to their TV screen? Paint
1: the screen. (laughs)
0: I'm gonna give you a point for that. Um, <laughs> um, that's probably what I would have guessed too, but no, he, his suggestion was pull a nylon stocking over it, <laughs> and people apparently did this uh, and and wrote letters saying it's not working. It's just kind of blocked by my stocking. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was a bunch of silliness from uh, past pranks, but uh, Aaron. You got four points. It's okay. That's not enough, but uh, I, I thought you did a great job. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's that makes me the winner again. Oh. Yeah, you're- I'm so sad about it. Uh, well, I did, this this feels unfair. I feel like I'm making these way too hard. Maybe I should make them easier.
1: Oh, no, don't worry. Mm-hmm. If if I could have not watched Roger Rabbit, you would have failed miserably at my original game. I'm just going to try harder.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if, uh, if I wasn't such a big fan of who Roger. But then I thought Bart Simpson showed up in the end. So, I mean, I don't know what that says about me.
1: I mean, that's true. Maybe <laughs> you should lose automatic <laughs> points since that show didn't come out until 89. Uh
0: well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. I hope you had fun learning about uh, Illagabalus, the, the historic prankster, and uh, and uh, of course, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the, the classic, phenomenal comedy thriller um, that everybody should watch, honestly. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's gonna be it. Um, oh, you know what? I just thought about something you didn't bring up. The the the, the, the well, maybe you didn't for good reason, but uh, there there is the original like VHS cut of the movie, and I don't know if this is just it could be just BS, but I think I remember hearing it on Hollywood Babylon, and I think I looked it up at the time. Um, didn't they try to sneak in like an image of like? Uh, what's her face? I can't remember. Jessica Rabbit, um, when she's thrown from the car, apparently like her skirt comes up and you see something you really shouldn't see, especially in a Disney film.
1: Oh, I <coughs> I don't know.
0: It wound up making it to the to the VHS copies of the movie. Uh, oh, I don't shit. remember. I don't remember ever seeing it because I think it's just a frame long if it's there. Oh. Um, but but it's like. I seem to recall, it, you know, them bringing it up on Hollywood Babylon at some point and going, really, did that exist? And I went and looked for it. And yeah, it does exist. It's it's pretty, it's pretty, if it wasn't one, just a single frame long, it would be incredibly blatant. So you'd be like, wow, how did this get in?
1: But I'll have I to look know. that up
0: and see. It, it, it Well, I, I could be manufacturing the whole thing from my incredibly addled brain, uh, which would not surprise me.
1: Oh, I, this, this, uh, yeah, let's revisit this. Let's we'll, we'll okay. end the show. And then before we hang up, I'll show you something. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Um, well, speaking of ending the show, that's it for the show. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, you can, uh, you can check out uh, all the things we do. Like we said, mentioned multiple times. We have a Twitter, uh, it's e podcast at e podcast. Is that right?
1: it's yes <laughs> yes
0: It's at yes. Podcast. yes could be <clears throat> yes um please feel free to follow us that's probably the best way to keep up with everything we're doing because uh aaron or possibly i in the future uh will be uh putting everything that we do on there um and of course you know you can always go to our, our anchor site anchor.fm Uh, If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do it that way. Um, You can also send us an email at Aaron and Aaron Inbox. That's A-A-R-O-N-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-I-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. And we're always happy to read your emails, maybe even on the air. Who knows? Hi, Abby. Sweet and lovely to see Abby in the webcam. Uh, Just chilling out with Ma. (laughs) (laughs)
1: she had she had to be in here she was Uh,
0: you know what i don't blame her
1: (laughs) she says Uh, bye she says abby
0: says bye as well so uh, i think that's going to be it for me as well i'm also going to say bye aaron
1: bye bye